Uh. <laughs> Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former MIBs who stepped away from that life after being kicked out after making it through the door. <laughs> I'm your host for this week, Moonwalker, and Grey Nuts is opposite me as always. We break down a case every week to bring you the truth about the alien grey, greens and blues. But not the purples. We don't talk about those guys. We don't talk about the purples. Ah, the good MIB Academy. We don't talk about that too much, about how we walked in. As soon as we walked in, we got kicked straight back out. Good times. But we made it. (laughs) We did make it. We were fully qualified in those four seconds we spent there. Good times. Good times. (laughs) This week's case takes us to the old US of A. Where's that? Newark Valley is the precise destination. Newark Valley, New York. Start spreading the news. We're back on a farm today, and this farm belongs to one Gary Wilcox. It's April 24th, 1964, just after 10am. Gary Wilcox has multiple fields on his land, and on this... Since when do you get a monkey on a farm? You ain't never been to a monkey farm? You ain't even lived? On this particular morning, he was spreading shit. Literally oh. on his field. I mean, it's a paying job, isn't it? As he was doing so, he noticed something in his peripheral vision at the edge of one of his fields. Hovering slightly above the ground, he stared at it for a while before turning his tractor towards it and heading that way. Hovering above the ground, someone had done two dumps. <laughs> I thought you were about to say. A big, steamy <laughs> sideways in the middle of the carpet. Oh, no. As he got closer and closer, he could make out that the object in the sky was egg-shaped. Around four foot in height and 20 foot in length. 20 foot in length seems to be the standard in most cases, i found. Now that you say that, it does often seem to be that length, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Why is it never like four foot in length? Or 44 foot in length. It makes sense for aliens to be tiny. Or large. Well, I was just thinking it's less resources, wouldn't, isn't it? Once you get to the point where no one's battling anymore and your civilization is so advanced that you're all for progress. But how do you know they are? Well, I'm not saying they are, I just saying it would make sense, because if they're war species, they're probably going to kill each other before they get to that point of going leaving their planet. Or they've come to kill us. I find Predator highly unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) He draws his tractor to a stop. Tracker? He draws his tractor to a stop, climbs out of it, and makes his way onward towards the strange object. He was soon at the object. He describes it as smooth and metallic. It had no screws or rivets. 
as if it was one big piece of metal rather than something manufactured. He gave it a few taps with, his, with a closed fist and he also gave it a few light kicks too. There was no response. Like most other probes too, the craft gave off no heat and was completely silent. Intriguing. Up until the point you said it was metal, I was still for some reason having in my head that it was a dump. (laughs) (laughs) And my mind was getting all sorts of confused. So I remember, no, that's just something silly you said because of what we did on the mic check. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the... I mean, I understand why people do it, but it's not the best of ideas to kick a metallic object of which you don't know the origin. Mm-hmm. That could be a bomb or something. And even if it's not, and if it is aliens, even if they're tiny little one-inch aliens, they're still thinking you're hostile because you're kicking them. That's going to shake them ship. up all kinds yep. of ways. And they're going to pull out their tiny little ray gun, like the cricket in Men in Black, and blow your head off. And the rest of you. Wilcox continued to examine the craft when he was stopped abruptly in his tracks. Ooh. By the arrival of two small men walking towards him. I told you that Sorry. <laughs> These men appeared to come from underneath the craft, but Wilcox could see no hatch, door, or opening. Uh-huh. They were about four foot. Four foot? Four foot. <laughs> they were about four foot tall. Wearing shiny metallic suits Ah. that covered their whole bodies and were carrying small trays. Upon the trays were roots, vegetation and samples of soil. Okay, I'm in. Was it you who previously covered the shiny suits theory episode? It was. And these folks are in shiny suits. And they're... Shiny suits... They're carrying trays with roots and dirt, basically, which would be very sensible to me if you've landed on a strange planet. You're going to take samples to examine back on the craft or even back where you came from. Okay, we've got a picture. Ooh, I don't like the way there's no faces. Mm. So we've basically got metallic shiny suits carrying trays with plants on exactly as described there's no distinguishing features on these suits there's no hands there's no feet they're just silhouettes with no features including the face no hair no eyes no nose that's unusual how do they communicate where did they come from they just appeared beneath the craft with no hatch yep If you can teleport, why the hell do you need to bring your craft? What if they... Can only do it in a certain range. You know how in X-Men, Kitty Lee walks through walls? Oh. What if they have that same type of ability? So they just passed through the ship rather than what if you have that ability but you've had one too many drinks you're walking around on your planet you accidentally activate that ability and you fall through the planet into space and you just keep on falling that's a dangerous ability how do you differentiate between walking through the walls as to falling through the floor maybe you can only go a certain distance Mm, my head's gonna explode i'm starting to think about like certain materials you can pass through different rules of physics in other planes of existence and whether you slip into another plane Oh, I don't know. 
Or they could have frozen time, opened a door, came that's, out. Yeah, that's an interesting one. <laughs> you put a second suit in. <laughs> I hadn't even got to that. Mr. Moonwalker has included a second image in his research notes. Imagine a gimp suit, only silver rather than black. That's basically what Mr. Moonwalker is showing me. That's a gimp suit, straight up, isn't it? Someone's used that to have sex in in some way, shape or form. Probably. I can't see the butt. Is there a cutout in the butt? I have no idea. I bet there is. So these are kinky aliens. Maybe. Nothing was said for a short while. All three just stared at each other in a weird Mexican standoff. No! How can they stare at each other? They ain't got bloody eyes. Well, you can tell if something's looking your way, can't Not you? if it doesn't have eyes. If they have a helmet on, you can tell if... How do they the front of the it? helmet is looking towards you or away from you. They could be looking off to the left or right. <laughs> well, in Wilcox's recollection, <laughs> they were looking at him in a weird Mexican standoff. The fear in Wilcox was rising. The fluid in his body was about to start emptying when one of the entities in front of him said... Don't be alarmed. We have spoken to people before. That's the most alien voice you've ever put on. <laughs> it's kind of like Jabba the Hutt Dude. has learned English <laughs> and has got a bit chubbier. Fuck you, hard. <laughs> His neck isn't quite... Fuck your girl, I will. <laughs> it's turned into Yoda. <laughs> oh, no. Mmm. <laughs> Learn my ways, you have. Mm. Inside you, I will go. Uh, 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 uh. Wilcox's recollection here is a bit blurry, but we've had this before too. He said that although they spoke to him, their voices sounded unlike a voice he could describe. And he's also not sure if they spoke English. As if they speak their own language but have a device which would translate it as we hear it into our own language. I'm about to age this episode, so can you imagine if an alien started speaking to you using slang terms? So, for example, Man like Hoskins, <laughs> your sister is a peng-ting fam. I'd bop her, you get me? <laughs> People would not say bop today that's not aging it <laughs> they'd use a different road rather than bop <laughs> i'm bringing bop back <laughs> we're bringing bop back baby bop it <laughs> no, i've completely forgotten what you even said now okay um the alien brains they were translation devices weren't they mm -hmm. yeah we have heard this kind of thing before but no brains around in this one it would appear that we could see Hmm. Good point. <laughs> Bob it. <laughs> Why is his recollection blurry? Has something happened to him following that's gonna... No, I think it's just because of the situation in terms of he's not sure if they spoke in English or if they spoke in their language and it translated. He's just unsure of that part. Yeah, fair enough. I mean... 
I can barely remember this morning. My recollection's blurry. Nothing particularly severe happened. I mean, you brought me breakfast and then we started potting. Pretty much. That's all I remember. Don't remember any of the conversations we had. Don't remember any of the cases we covered. <laughs> also, just to add on that note, that we usually record in the evening, but today we've mixed it up and we started recording, what, about 10.30 in the morning? Yep. I was drinking my f- first rum, my second rum before 11. Mr. Moonwalker's had several shots and <laughs> is drinking a bottle of Desperados and it's only just gone lunchtime. Second bottle. Several. <clears throat> going to be hung over by like eight o'clock this evening. Painting, fam. <laughs> Ain't going to be bopping no one. <laughs> Bob it. Bob it. What happened next caught Wilcox by surprise. The two entities began to ask him questions relating to his farming. Mm. Asking what the vehicle he came out of was. What he was spreading on the field and why. Wilcox allegedly truthfully spent the next two hours chatting with the entities and explaining what he does and why. Every mundane little detail they wanted to know about. He says that they were extremely interested in organic substances and even more so in fertilizer. I think we've just cracked it. Mm. These aliens are having trouble growing crops and food on their own planets to be self-sustainable, so they keep coming here to steal cows every now and again for their manure. (laughs) What have you done that for? Mr. Moonwalker had popped an image in the research notes. So as I was looking through, I saw the tip of a cow and thought he's put a cow in there. Continue to look further down and no, actually the cow is in the background of the image and he's actually showed me a giant cow turd. Big, oh, you steamy. Can, you can almost see the steam coming off it. That's grim. Just so you know what type of manure we're talking about. I mean, I know... There's Cow different, there's different types of manure, Sam. There's guano. This is quite believable in terms of, I can imagine these are things that aliens may be interested in. Mm-hmm. Maybe their technology advanced to such a level that they thought they were self-sustainable, growing crops on ships and stuff, but shit happened, their energy levels, radiation, whatever power they're using got to higher started messing with the crops so they've lost all their ancient knowledge from when they were early peoples and have gone venturing across the universe to find ways to sustain themselves almost as you say yeah intriguing i didn't need to see the poo though you did i would also like to draw your attention to the very first thing that google found when i typed in cow poo with three O's because I missed the P button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm about to... Don't eat cow dung to protect against COVID. What? <laughs> Mr. Moo Walker has screenshot his Google search here. I like that you're signed into our account on Google there as well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to show up on my search history too. Better. <laughs> Why would anyone think that eating cow dung would protect you against any disease? No fucking clues. And that's in Forbes as well. Yep. 
So that's quite a sort of reputable... November oh. 2021. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I hope the world is better when I wake up. People must have Googled that a lot for it to be the first result. A surely. video making the rounds on social media showed a Dr. Manoi Mattel eating cow dung. A doctor ate cow crap. Yep. To protect against coronavirus. Did it protect him? Who fucking knows? You didn't read the article? No. <laughs> I just saw the headline and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it's bonkers. Absolutely batshit crazy. I-, I question the world we live in sometimes. I really do. And I love the um, cow dung Wikipedia. It's after that. <laughs> like, that story, don't eat it to protect against coronavirus, is higher yeah, it's more than important. the Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's more important than what cow poo actually is. <laughs> cow pats, cow pies, or cow manure. Where could these entities have come from for their planet to be potentially in such a state they turn to us for farming tips? Well, that planet is the red planet Mars itself no it's not again we've had this discussion before where just because we as a species can't survive on another planet it doesn't mean that another being can't remember they're in our atmosphere with full onesies on just like we would wear when leaving ours (laughs) what I would not leave in a onesie I don't even own a onesie. Stop lying. Wilcox knew this was a moment of a lifetime, so he said fuck it to everything that he had on Earth and asked them if he could go with them on their craft. They rejected his advances, telling him that the atmosphere would be too thin for him. They also explained how they tend to avoid Earth's big cities due to the fumes from our vehicles as they have a detrimental effect on theirs. They suddenly stated that it was time for them to leave. Wilcox, being the scholar and the gentleman that he is, offered to go and get them a bag of fertiliser to take back with them. But they said they couldn't. They had no time to wait. They got into their craft which didn't stay silent like most others, there was a small sound emanating from it, described as similar to a small engine. The craft began to slowly ascend and then shot off into the distance. Wilcox still went and fetched a bag of fertiliser and placed it by a tree the UFO had landed near and left it. When he returned the following morning, the bag had gone. The bag had gone because next door neighbour farmer was walking by, saw a bag of fertiliser, thought, I'll have me that. And off he went. <laughs> Free fertiliser. So I'm thinking that Wilcox was possibly a little bit of an annoying presence. And uh, the aliens, <laughs> once he started getting a bit over friendly with them, they're like, come on, leave his <laughs> fool. Let's just tell him we've got to go, shall we? <laughs> They had nothing else to do all day. But Wilcox was trying to 
friend them up. He wanted to come and visit their home. They're like, they can't let him know where we live. He'll never go. <laughs> Giving them all sorts of excuses about being damaged by the fumes. They had six cars <laughs> in their ship. No problems whatsoever. Like, Fuck. <laughs> Can't show them that we stole these. Yeah. They're like, the fumes make us ill. And Wilcox is like, well, why are you taking that car? <laughs> what car? There's no car. That's a flurbler. <laughs> That's not even our craft. Wilcox went to the NYPD to report what had happened. Someone stole his fertiliser. <laughs> <laughs> Did they take it seriously? That we don't know. But the news did reach the ears of journalists and UFO researchers. Could this craft be linked to another case we've covered and potentially shine a light on it? This was 1964. There was no Instagram stories. You've been doing it to yourself. <laughs> this case was the same day as the Lonnie Zamora incident. Oh, shit, sir, the same day. Had these beings left Wilcox and had some kind of trouble around the site of the Zamora incident? Ooh, that's very interesting. I'm just going to rewind to the last section, just on the note of the small engine sound. It did occur to me previously not necessarily even on this episode but if you had an anti-gravity type of system would it make a hum sound would there be like a generator possibly so possibly. i wouldn't necessarily expect ships to be silent though they're often reported to be just don't know we don't have that type of technology do we but ooh, there's a link to a very well-known case eh are there any closer connections with that case that would be telling. Did you look for it? Yes. <laughs> Are you going to get into it? Yes. Okay, beautiful. There's no use in me asking questions then because we'll cover it naturally in the probe. Mm. Now, this case wouldn't be a visitation without some predictions now, would it? Oh. <laughs> These predictions were that four astronauts would soon meet their dooms to a space disaster due to exposure of the elements within a year. Two American and two Russian. This did not come to pass. However, within the next three to four years, one of the American astronauts did pass in an Apollo capsule disaster. That astronaut was Virgil Grissom. John Glenn, the other American astronaut named, however, did not pass away until 2016. The Russian astronauts weren't named, so I suppose if any did pass within that year, the prediction would have been true? Kind of? Mm, sort of in a roundabout way. What happened to Wilcox following this event? Well, his farm went to shit. <laughs> Allegedly, truthfully, crops would no longer grow on large areas of land, and especially where the craft had landed. Because they took all his fertiliser. Government agents spent huge portions of time investigating the land, and Wilcox himself was treated for radiation burns. Ooh, that's interesting. Wilcox? Well, not everything turned out badly for him. 
He went on to become an accomplished mechanic. Okay. He looks like quite a slender, quite an in-shape gentleman. Nothing really jumps out to comment on or poke fun at with this picture. Except for the fact that it says Gary Wilcox saw Martians below it. And obviously it's very, very, very unlikely that Martians would have come from Mars. Being that it's been a dead planet for many, 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 many years. So say Outside you. of microbial life that we can't prove. And obviously the, um, the reptilians and insectoids on Mars currently at war. As we covered in our Mars Defence Force episode. But outside of that, there's no alien life on Mars. We've had a few cases where people have got radiation issues after being on farmland. Farmland? <laughs> farmland. <laughs> farmland and involved in fertilizer. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of ingredient that is causing this because we've had it several times now. Who knows what they used in fertilizer back then? Mm hmm. Now, this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and skepticism, also known as Greybeard is a Miserable Prick. Which, there really isn't much, in fairness. Mentioned earlier was how if we were able to leave our atmosphere, we'd wear a suit, which seems like it's true for other species within the galaxy. Was this linked to the Zamora incident? Although possible, it is very highly unlikely due to the descriptions of the crafts in both accounts differing hugely. Now, were both UFOs out on sample collection missions at the same time? That is a huge possibility. How about the character of Wilcox? Uh-oh. Well, after the incident, Dr. Berthold E. Schwartz done his research on the case and then in 1968 interviewed Wilcox and was impressed with his stability, honesty, integrity and intelligence. Was he honourable? There are some, however, that believe this is nothing more than a man trying to capitalise on the buzz around UFOs at the time and make himself rich. Oh, this is going to be another tough one, much like your previous episode where we don't really have any evidence. We've just got one man's account. You'd expect there to be some sort of investigation as to the land. If he's saying that nothing will grow anymore and he's going to pot, he should be calling for investigations as to his farmland to try and evidence what he's claiming. The police... Two, we've seen in other accounts where the, when the police have got involved, there's some sort of public record. There, there doesn't appear to be any freedom of information requests made about this one, for example. Nope. There's not a lot of supporting evidence. Just a researcher who's saying, yeah, he seemed, he seemed quite honourable and trustworthy. So to summarise, we have the case of Gary Wilcox. Gary? A farmer who was out spreading shit <laughs> when he noticed something on his land. He trundles over in Big Bertha before stopping and getting out. He investigates the object before punching and kicking it and then finds two small men heading towards him, seemingly out of nowhere. These small men are carrying trays with vegetation and soil on. 
and then communicate with Gary. They chat for two hours, asking all manner of questions about farming and also reveal that they are from Mars before the beings indicate that they must leave. They refuse to take Gary with them for his own safety and also refuse the bag of fertilizer he offers to get them due to time. It's reported to the police and journos and UFO researchers catch wind of it. Gary's farm starts to fail. He's treated for radiation burns, but became a successful mechanic in the end. Four years later, he's interviewed by Dr. Schwartz, who vouches for Gary's mental state and his honesty and integrity. So Greybeard, do you agree with Dr. Schwartz? Do you believe Gary Wilcox is spreading shit, even though no longer in his tractor? Or do you think it's somewhere in the middle? Well, this man was officially a shit spreader. So (laughs) it's hard for me to say that he wasn't spreading shit. Radiation burn treatment. Do, were there any further notes, research, evidence around that? What, as if to to say that they were truly radiation burns? Yeah. How do we know he had radiation burns? No. (laughs) <laughs> so he's basically just said it to a researcher. Oh, I had radiation burns, I did. He might have got treated for radiation burns. Where in the medical records, damn it. up that they weren't actually radiation burns. <laughs> <laughs> but he may have told them they were radiation burns, so that's what they kind of looked at. Mm. But concluded it wasn't that. Okay. Well, you've you've just made my mind up. <laughs> my only thought that we sort of haven't touched upon is that these were small aliens who was stood there having a chat with them. In the images, they looked pretty big. I mean, they're not put up next to someone that's normal size, though. No, I suppose not. And it's not really clarified why we can't see any facial features. No. I mean, the... For onesies, yo. If the... Shiny gimp suits. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it there. (laughs) I don't want to get into gimping. He's striking me as a little bit honourable and trustworthy, this chap. So it's aliens, then. Do you want me to conclude? Yeah. Because it's definitely not. (laughs) I'm not saying that it was aliens. Why? Because there isn't any supporting evidence. If you're... I'd be more on board if... He hadn't have said he had like radiation poisoning and they damaged their land or whatnot. Because when you say when you say things like that, you then open it up to where's the evidence? Why haven't you tested for it? If you're saying it, then we can test that and back it up. But he's just made these claims that at this point are unfounded. Fair enough. If you're gonna claim aliens, you need to claim back it in that ways that's not provable or in ways that is provable, if you've got the proof, don't give us things that we should be able to validate that we can't. I see where you're coming from. Mm. There it is. Now, for me, this is not aliens. And the reason for that is because he says that the aliens are from Mars. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and at the time, that was a very common thing for people the, to say. Absolutely. It was the theme of the day. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. So shit. to say that they're from Mars just 
kind of cries bullshit. Yeah, like the 50s was Venus, the 60s was Mars, yeah. So I think what this was is I don't think he'd done this to get famous in terms of seeing aliens or whatever. I think it was a last-ditch Hail Mary to get some money to save his farm. Mm. So Mm. it was a, oh, I've been visited by aliens, they've come from Mars, hoping that he was going to get publicity, money, Mm. everything, and he could get what he needed to save his farm. But I think he also kind of landed on his feet that he was a good enough mechanic to fall back on something else. Because the farm went downhill after that. And I think he really wanted to just save the farm, but then couldn't. So turned to something else and just happened to be a really good mechanic. In the research that I used to for this story, mm-hmm. they tried to say that him being a good mechanic could have been a side effect from his um, interaction with the aliens. And I was like, mm. give the fuck over. Mm. I mean, he works on the farm. He works with tractors and stuff. He probably just... Machines weren't that complicated yeah. back then. New shit. His farm wasn't doing great. He moved into something that he could understand from previous experience. I mean, I used to work on cars all the bloody time. If you gave me a newer car, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with it, simply because technology has moved on so much. Yeah, all these damn Teslas flying around. But back then, you probably just had, like, spark plugs, coils, engine, your valves... Your timing, like you could, you could figure all that stuff out. But so, yeah, I, I don't think this was aliens at all. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a last ditch hail mary to try and save the farm. You make a good case, sir. And also with Doctor Schwartz, he interviews him four years later. If you've told a story repeated times over four years, you're gonna know the details inside out. Mm-hmm. So as soon as Dr. Schwartz asked him, he knew what he was going to say. So yeah, this is not aliens. It's bullshit. Cow manure. So thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You can find us on Facebook at But It Was Aliens. Our Facebook group is But It... No, it's not. <laughs> it's Extraterrestrial Towers. <laughs> Our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. Our Instagram is But It Was Aliens Podcast. We are at but it was aliens and we are also on patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens as always i have been moonwalker and he has been graybeard remember the truth is up there hash tag go spread this shit uh-uh.